0: Alright, welcome back to The Hang. My name is Nick Finzer. I'm here with Alan Blanchard, and today is uh, exciting for a number of reasons. We're Number one, we're going to talk about the 2020 Grammy nominees, and also, this is the first uh, time moving our podcast from uh, Monday to Wednesday. And it's the week of Thanksgiving, and who doesn't love
1: a short week? Don't you, Alan? I mean, the week is still the same amount of time, so... It, well, the <laughs> short work week, I guess, for those sure, of us sure. that, uh You know,
0: for most of America, most of most of America, I guess. I guess it's not Thanksgiving anywhere else. But for most of us, a couple couple of days of rest this week, perhaps. That's true. That's but true. Uh, Alan does not want anyone to rest. Apparently, he wants no, to work no.
1: just as hard. No, I'm just not uh, not in the confines of the academia world anymore. It's uh, oh, sure. it's free. free. <laughs> You're
0: still free. You're a free man for now.
1: Yeah, free man. You just wait. You just wait. Oh, I know. The world we'll just is coming
0: get. for you, Alan.
1: It's uh, damn it.
0: <laughs> well, today we wanted. I wanted to start the podcast by talking a little bit about the fact that last week, Wednesday, I guess it was a week ago, today, or not today, a week from when this podcast is coming out. Uh, that the nominees for the 2020 Grammy awards uh, were announced and there's some familiar names, some less familiar names, some people I was really happy for to see that they were getting some recognition and some usual stalwarts, I suppose. But um, so in jazz, we have our kind of one, two, three, four, four, our four categories, more or less five, if you include the uh, best Latin jazz album and then 6 sometimes if you include uh, best contemporary instrumental album which is in another category which I don't know where it is on this grammy list I'm looking at the grammy.com official list of uh, the best best uh, jazz stuff but there's this where like Christian Scott's records are and I know I think Brad Maldow's record is in that other category as well I forget exactly which one it is I'm sure it's that actually, but, uh, I'm
1: like, it's best contemporary instrumental album which is Honestly, basically jazz. It's Christian Scott, uh, Ancestral Recall, Theo Croker's uh, Star People Nation, uh yeah. Lettuce's new album, Elevate, or I guess older album now. I don't know. uh Mark Juliana's, uh, and then Rodrigo and Gabriella.
0: Oh, so it's basically because I think that category is basically like in- instrumental music that is maybe or maybe not jazz, depending yeah. on your definition or something like that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't exactly know. I don't know the categories for all of them, but we did make a playlist. So you can check all these out before the January, I think January 26th is the Grammy awards this year. And so between now and January 26th, you could kind of check some of these out. Um, I think a lot of these records we've probably shared in our monthly uh, podcast and playlist, the, this is jazz today playlist. It comes out at the beginning of each month. You can and you can find that on Spotify as well as this new playlist. And let's see, I think it's just called Grammys 2020 on our end. What did we call it? Do you remember?
1: Uh yeah, I'm pulling it up now. I don't have it pulled up now. I think it's like Grammy 2020 nominations.
0: Yeah, but it's on the outside in music. So if you just type outside in music into Spotify and then maybe Grammy, you'll be able to find the the playlist under the playlist section of your search results but that'll give you uh, just kind of a straight up and down listing of all these uh, either tracks or albums obviously if this is best instrumental album we just picked a track it wasn't necessarily that we put the whole album on there so if you want to check those out but uh let's just kind of run down and uh go through and talk up a little bit about you know what it is each category and uh and go from there so the first category For jazz, which I've always found to be a little bit strange uh, because I'm not really sure because it's so contextual to the song and so personal to each person. And I'm not sure how one really gets selected other than you just pick one. But uh, best improvised jazz solo. It's category number 31 if you're keeping track for your Grammy ballot, if you're a voting (laughs) member. But uh, can we talk about our nominees?
1: Oh, yeah, please. Can you explain? So we, we did this. We did this last time a uh, year ago and it was yeah. a shorter version around because if not, you know, you guys can go listen to the old podcast. Um, how do albums get selected as nominations? Because I know like there's different voting uh, uh, methods for like the different rounds and whatnot. Is the nominations, the one that's open to everybody or is the nominations, the one that's selected by like the committee quote unquote, or like, how do you, how uh, do you get nominations?
0: No, so basically basically it works like this, is that you have to be a member of the Recording Academy. And to be a member of the Recording Academy, you have to be invited to be a member, right? So there's a bunch of people that are you can join, but then there's other people that are voting members, right? So you you can join on a student membership, say, but you're not necessarily a voting member until you're a full member and you have to be invited, right? So
1: um, Who can invite you, though? To
0: get on somebody else that's already in. So it's kind of a closed circle in that way.
1: But like any voting member could invite you theoretically.
0: Yeah. You get like two invitations per year or something like that. So you, if you're a member and then you can, so other people can get added as people, you know, drop off in their involvement or whatever. So basically how it works is if you're a voting member, then you can nominate, you can add people to the ballot for nomination, right? So the, there's two rounds of that. so it's based on um, the release date of the album. So it doesn't even go calendar year. It's like it's October 1st through July of a year. So the, for this last year, it would be October 1st, 2018 through July 31st, 2019 is the first round. and then all of August and September is the second round of nomination. Uh, because it all happens like in August and September. So they give a, a first round and then a second round. So basically that's when people that are vo- voting members of the Academy can go online and enter for these five categories albums that they think should be entered. So that could be entering yourself. That could be entering stuff for your label. That's what we do. We, we do for our artists. We have our artists select, you know, for improvised solo, for example, just, Hey, who solo on your record do you like? And give me the, the queue for that, you know, one minute and three seconds to one minute, 50 seconds, whatever. So you put all that into the thing and then all the nominations go to the first round ballot. Mm -hmm. So first round ballot is to get a nomination. Now this is where you see online, all these people posting that they're on the ballot for a Grammy and everyone is confused and thinks that people are nominated for a Grammy when they're really not. (laughs) And they try to make it into a thing that they're on the ballot, but literally the being on the ballot is just putting your name on a list. It's really uh, not anything, but sometimes people like to make it seem like it's something, which I have to say, if you can't tell is a little bit of a pet peeve because it just is exploiting people's lack of knowledge about what's actually happening, but that's fine. We can save that for another day. But so anyway, you get this long list of nominees and then uh, the voting members vote on the nominees to get it down to the final nomination ballot, right? So then we get five in each category. And basically it's just a straight up voting thing. You just, whoever has the most votes ends up with the nomination. So sometimes it can be a little bit of a, um, popularity contest. And sometimes because especially what happens is that as a voting member, you're only allowed to vote in, I think it's five categories. There might be a few more, but so like if you're voting in a category that you're maybe a little unfamiliar with, you might vote just for somebody who you recognize their name. and not everybody votes in every category. And so it gets a little kind of wish weird in that way. And so most people are going to vote for, you know, the categories where they're involved, but um, does that explain it to you? It or do you it have does. more questions?
1: No, no, that makes, that makes more sense. It was just, uh, it was really like last year when we talked about this, it was very eye opening because I was like, I, you know, I always thought it was a thing of like people of a, uh, I guess caliber is kind of the right word were like out there and being like okay let me go see what's you know what's been released for jazz and like they, of course they had like a master list or whatever and they were like let me put forth this list I and mean, other people picked from it less of someone being like hey i released an album here you go i like it you should like it too you know <laughs> yeah
0: no yeah there's a list and there's a process and a list and all that kind of thing
1: right, right. okay so sorry anyways back to Well,
0: that's good so we have best improvised solo so we have five nominees from their records. Uh, you can see them on our playlist. I don't know exactly what the records are. Should probably pull it up, but we have Melissa Aldana from a, her tune elsewhere, which I'm really excited to see somebody, a new name on the list. Uh, Randy Brecker, an, an old, but trustworthy name on the list from a tune called "Sozinho." That's probably not how you say it. Uh, tomorrow is the question is a track from Julian Lage, a great guitarist. Uh, who is it's also good to see him here a younger name a newer name uh of course legendary branford marcellus on a keith jarrett tune called the wind up and then of course you can't have a list without christian mcbride bassist extraordinaire and his tune sightseeing i'm assuming that's from his new john uh record that came out earlier this year so that's a good some good names some new names some old names but that's exciting to me you know as a younger person to younger younger than Brantford or Christian McBride, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) To see other people that are, you know, of our generation or my generation at least, getting uh getting some
1: spotlight, you know. Yeah, I mean I'd agree. It's it's very interesting because that's a category that I could easily see like I mean, Christian McBride winning because I'm pretty sure he has won in the past for best soloist. Um Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But I don't know, I don't know. I mean that's that's certainly tough. I've listened to all of them except that Randy Breckard. Um solo but i don't know i'm also like even though branford has been nominated before and everything i'm really glad that that album uh the secret between the shadow and the soul is like getting um reckon i mean i say getting recognition of course it has recognition like it's branford marcellus the quartet but like that was just such a good album you know um
0: yeah it was a good album
1: it is yeah i mean still is is a good album yeah 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 yeah. so i don't i don't know it's it's tough um but I, I agree with what you're saying earlier, man. That's such a category where, I mean, we do listen to some solos where, like, we at least all know, like, okay, yeah, they really, they played some stuff here, you know? And then other tunes, we were like, yeah, this was nice. Like, this is, it was still good, you know? Um, right. But it's very interesting. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah.
0: Because when you go to listen to it, it's like they just have it clipped up, and you're just like, okay, let me click and listen to these five solos, and like just listen to just the solo. Like, how do you contextualize that with this tune? Or is it just like a technical thing? Like they played the most notes? Right. Is there also like, a
1: length? How are you gonna judge? Like, that? is there is there a minimum amount of length that the solo has? Been? No, it can be any length, huh? It can be any length. You just have to indicate where the length is. See, that's nuts. Because there's like some records, like you know, Julian Lage or whatever, or Melissa Aldana, where like they. Play for a bit and like it's all great, but then there's some also like killing solos on like uh of of like sweets Edison or something. Who I mean, of course he's not getting nominated for Grammys of this coming year. I was going <laughs> to say,
0: wait a minute here, but
1: they're like 20 seconds, and so like it's still killing and all. But how can you compare the two? You know, it's completely different ball game. I feel
0: yeah i don't know uh, that's that's we talked about it a little bit last year but that's kind of the fundamental flaws of uh the grammys i think a little bit yeah. at, at the end of the day it still comes down to a little bit to like oh yeah i like this one the best just kind of a whimsical kind of picking right you know All right. which is fine it just is what it is but uh so that's best improvised jazz solo and then after that category number 32 if you're a voting member we have uh best jazz vocal album and some new names some old names here as well we have uh sarah gozrek and thirsty ghost she's a younger younger person i think this is probably one of her first couple nominations if it's not the first uh Jasmia horn for love and liberation katherine russell for alone together Esperanza Spalding for twelve little spells, and Tierney Sutton for screenplay. Interestingly, all female. Yeah, I'm Chinese. gonna be honest
1: here. I had no idea who Tierney Sutton was before this list came out, and I still barely do. Really, she's pretty famous. Yeah. I would say Z- uh, zero idea if from wrong. my point of view. She's been playing big jazz festivals
0: for a long time, but that, it's just sure. no
1: one that. I mean, okay, here's what you gotta realize too: the majority of the people I was exposed to were either through a jazz school. Or be um, a friend suggesting, or see a Spotify playlist, <laughs> and it's just like that. Sure, sure. Um, she's no one that's come up uh, through like the artists that I have been listening to, and like she's worked with or something, or like been on one of their records or something. That kind of like took me off into her music, you know. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. saying she's like bad or anything, but it's just not someone that uh, has come up. yeah though this this category is like stacked (laughs) this is really tough
0: yeah it's very different it's very wide ranging too just like could be totally like if you're voting you could just totally be like well this is jazz and this isn't jazz so i'm gonna right right. like captain russell's is just like it's tunes you know like mostly and like which is different than like sarah garzarek's which is like isn't that the one that has knee body um, on it?
1: N- no, I don't think so. No? Okay.
0: Well, no. But anyway, it's more of like a groove-oriented record, if I remember. Yeah, I mean, it's I, killing. I like,
1: like her record about is, about it, but... is ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah. but Jasmine Horns is also nuts. And, like, she's uh, actually, I think Jameson is on her record on some of the tracks. Like, they're singing together. Um. Yeah, but she's, she's oh, really?
0: killing I'd see the, I see that even though we check out all these records, I never. Yeah, get Yeah, and them she's all. very
1: good at. I mean, all of these vocals are good. Like, what am I saying? But uh, she has a lot of like really cool uh, uh, scat solos throughout her her album and whatnot. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. But it see, it's also one of those things where I feel like looking at this list. If there were people voting that are not necessarily jazz musicians or like really hip in the checking it out or whatever. Like, I feel like they kind of default to Esperanza, you know?
0: Right, because she's won. I mean, she won Best New Artist. Well, yeah, and I mean, she's ridiculous. Ago, don't get me wrong. Mainstream, thing.
1: But it's just... Yeah. Uh, and, and, of course, even if she won, I'm not saying she's not deserving or someone is more deserving. But, like, looking at the list, that's kind of where your your eyes are, I think, drawn if you don't check the other stuff out or know of the other people and whatnot. Um, so sure we'll see i mean i'm rooting for the new people no matter what (laughs) i think think you just like an underdog
0: i think that i'm i yeah i mean that's me too so i want to root for root for those people i get it i can get behind it like uh, esperanza she's not going to be as affected you know like she's won a grammy before it's not going to like affect her career as much as somebody that doesn't have one
1: Sure. I mean, I, I, I can I totally get behind I mean, that, you know. I mean, obviously, at the end of the day, like, I don't think anyone that gets nominated for a Grammy is, could never not win the Grammy for that thing, you know. Um, sure. Of of like, any of the five of these could win, and I'd be like, okay, that's a good decision. So, I definitely see, uh, see what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and the other thing that's interesting about this category and the next category is kind of the the delineation between the two. Because if you look at it on here, it says like best vocal album, jazz vocal album, for albums containing at least 51% playing time of new vocal jazz recordings. And that instrumental is 51%. So really, I mean, obviously it's pretty um, delineated here, like one versus the other in terms of vocals being featured or not. But I just thought it's weird that it's like, well... What if it is a vocal album, but like that person just sings not that much? Like what? If, like, like a that.
1: Diana Crawl album? It's just arbitrary, you know, because like she certainly sure, right. has some albums where she plays piano and very well, <laughs> and she might only sing, you know, on a, on a track. right. She right. sings on three tracks right. or
0: four tracks.
1: It's like, is it a vocal
0: album? Is it not a vocal album? Well, that's how they try to delineate it. Fifty-one percent of the tracks have to have new vocal not- recordings. I wonder if that means if they like sample like you remember when they the Basie band did the thing where they recorded and like had Louis Armstrong no tracked a couple of years ago they like re-recorded I forget if it was Wonderful World or something else, but they used the original vocal track okay of pops No I don't you know I feel like this? I shouldn't it doesn't matter. I wonder if that falls in that category of like it would not fall in this category because it's not new. Vocal recording. It's an old vocal recording. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. This is just the random thoughts that go through my head. <laughs> Nobody probably really cares. But anyway, let's keep moving. This is the best jazz instrumental album. Some of them are already covered here, but a lot of very familiar names here. We've got In the Key of the Universe, Joy D. Francesco, great organist. Then we have that Branford Marcellus record that you talked about, The Secret Between the Shadow and the Soul. The Christian McBride record, New John, uh, Brad Meldow's record, Finding Gabriel, which was also in that other category, instrumental, whatever it was, what was it called? Uh, best instrumental. Yeah. Contemporary no, instrumental. His, his, his album's not in there. No. No, no. It's no. not? Oh, I thought it was. Never mind. Okay. I don't know anything. So, best jazz instrumental album for Brad Meldow. Uh, See, Kurt Elling is on that record, and that's got vocals on that's it, but it doesn't fall into the vocal, vocal area. Player. I know. And then Come What May, Joshua Redman Quartet, um, which is interesting because there's that other record I've been checking out of Joshua Redman with that string ensemble. Yeah, but I think it's, interesting. Too, um, too.
1: it's too new, isn't, isn't
0: it? That? You're totally right. It is too yeah, new. On, That'll man. be for next year for next year i gotta get keep it this together here but so uh, obviously some yeah. great names here all the biggest names really Joey de francesco i guess is the underdog in this case do you huh. agree
1: uh i i wouldn't agree i think it's brad um and the reason i think it's i do and the reason think it's i brad? do is because i think that record that they chose is so far out <laughs> from the rest of the other albums
0: Even yeah. McBride's yeah, I think because I like, feel like McBride's maybe if, it's it's like cool. Brad
1: Meldow's record got into like like electronics, like I think he sings on some of the tracks, like it's it's really uh, right. and it's, it's killing out. by all means. But I think out of the rest of them, it's uh, it's like the out outlier quote unquote because like even McBride's um, it's it's not that far out, you know it. <laughs> it's still like his band doing his stuff and it's it's killing and it's a little bit more like avant-garde i guess you could say um yeah but oh, I, I think Brad Meldows is the one that's in the in the underdog category there cuz like you know like and again no dig at the record but like Jody Francesco like that album is going to sound exactly how you think it's going to sound and that's killing but i don't know mm-hmm. that album also is a little Little out there too, but I don't know, man, it's tough. I'd kind of I'd just hope that if Branford or Christian win best improvised solo, they don't win best jazz instrumental album.
0: Ah, uh, so you'd rather get spread around and not, I go would, because I, to in to my opinion, person.
1: like with these award competitions, it kind of gets a little dull when you're like, okay, and you know, so and so came up and swept seven categories, right? The same person again and again
0: hmm I mean, we don't even get that many categories, so it's nice to see. Right, sh- and it, well, it's like you sure. know, if
1: you if you recognize uh especially it would be different for me if it was two different things. Like if it was Christian McBride's solo on like a Catherine Russell album was nominated for Best Improvised Album, and then New John was best instrumental album. Or I think I said that wrong, but you know what I mean. Um that would be different than me than if it was a solo yeah. on the best jazz instrumental album that was already nominated because then you're like, Hey, you've already recognized that this album that he did is great. Take this opportunity to recognize like a different album, you know? Sure.
0: Sure. You know what? I was just realizing that we did leave off or in my mind, I left off a few other categories that there are definitely jazz musicians in. Uh, We'll come back to it, but uh, they're further down on the list. 62, oh, is it like the arranging ones before? The best instrumental, concert.
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Best arrangement, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to that. We'll get there, but, but I don't want to forget. Uh, okay, we'll some definitely get there. Other names that I like. I saw I forgot, but okay, let's go. Keep going. So now on to the best large ensemble albums. This one, uh, uh is pretty. This one was kind of
1: controversial. For
0: us. And
1: yes, because this was the one year? that oh, like. Right the yeah, Basie band that. was in and uh, yeah, the DACA Bring album that. was in and, and everything.
0: Uh-huh. I remember that now, but it's kind of this, this one I feel like is definitely oh, all underdogs. I could
1: put money on who's going like, to win this.
0: No matter who. Wins,
1: I do. Hands down. You think it's going to be Brian Lynch?
0: Hands down. Um, Why do you say that?
1: Because I think that project. Um, no, not because I like it. You like I think it. with <laughs> no, I do like it. Let me take that back. <laughs> I like the project. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, But I think like the intent behind that project and the guest artists that are on that project. um, I think it's going to mm-hmm. win. Which is disappointing because I there's like it could. There's other projects I would like to see win. And I mean, I would like to see that win, too. OK, I'm kind of digging myself in a hole. But like, that's the one that I think is going to win. You are.
0: That's where I'm to put those, my money. We're going to put your money.
1: I actually don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: so we have uh, we have uh, five five here also all on the playlist. So remember, if you want to check these out, we do have that playlist. So you don't have to go searching them out yourself. But uh, we have Triple Helix from Anat Cohen Tentet, which I suppose I'm a little biased to because I'm on that one. But uh, Dancer in Nowhere, Miho's Hazama, which is super exciting. I thought that was a great record, and I love Miho's music. She's great. <clears throat> great composer. And we have Hiding Out from Mike Holliber and his Gotham Jazz Orchestra, which is actually a double disc set that I found out. And I've got a bunch of friends on that one. So I would be happy with that one winning. And then obviously we have the Omni American Book Club, which is Brian Lynch's big band. And then uh, the first time for an outside in music uh, released to get nominated that's one day wonder from the terraza big band so all we'd also be very happy for them to win as
1: well so um so that's pretty here's exciting here's my question for category you. I, um what determines a large jazz ensemble like is there a number
0: yeah i think there's some kind of arbitrary number i think sometimes nonets get okay. put in that category you know uh i think it's more than a few people more than a quintet (laughs) all these other records the small group records are but like you know these other records could be big bands theoretically like sometimes maria schneider's orchestra gets soloist nominees and best instrumental album could be a large or small ensemble you know what i mean but this is just like specifically for large ensemble i'm sure that's somewhere i think it's somewhere more than seven or eight see and i'm gonna be honest here and i know that
1: this is kind of uh like you're on a Nads album congrats. and and Thras is from us.
0: You're, you're saying no, it's no, no, like no. no, no. A, that's that wasn't the argument at all. all.
1: I I just at first I didn't know how many people were on Miho's album. Um, and so I was curious, like, what does yeah. it? And then I was there was also the question of like, well, if we have a large jazz ensemble album, should we have like a small jazz ensemble album? Because then you know. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's what um, the other ones are best. Best jazz instrumental album right. is generally see, the best small group. I want Mio to win this album because I like freaking loved not this album, this category. I loved that record. That's um, a great record. Yeah.
0: I know. It would be yeah, great for her to she's win. She's a phenomenal she
1: um, orchestrator, I think. Orchestrator and writer. And that would be like, that would be really cool. I mean, not to say the other projects aren't good because they are, again, are good. But, you know. They're all
0: good. They if they couldn't be bad. Be well, weird. I guess they could be bad and be on the nomination. But mostly it would be odd if they were not good. But so that's cool. So we'll see what happens there. That's uh, There's a pretty, you know, a three out of five chance there. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I'm not going to be with d- disappointed with any of the results. And even four but out still. Of five chance. Yeah. Even you, won't be, <laughs> I will be slightly disappointed. Uh. All right, moving on. So 35, best Latin jazz album. Um, this one, this is like a couple of years ago. I don't remember, know if you remember the whole thing that happened with this category. There was more, more of these Latin jazz Grammys, and then they kind of got rid of them all and put them all into this one thing, um, one category, which is, kind of sad that now only the other just one, one grammy for all of these different people doing all different stuff. well they, it was just it wasn't just like quote-unquote latin it was more like because here you can if you read the description it says the uh the intent of this category is to recognize recordings that represent the blending of jazz with latin iberian american brazilian and argentinian music like it's kind of an odd you know yeah. what i mean like there's all different things kind of mo- it's not the same and then it's like, okay, the first one in this category is Chick Corea. He's American. <laughs> and, and Spanish heart band. And it's like Spanish. And they did have Ruben uh, Blades on there, but uh, I don't know. It just It's just very strange. And I feel like they just use it as a... Well, that means Ruben is on two of these five <laughs> records. That's kind of funny. But um, anyway, so in the Latin jazz category we have Chick Corea and his record Antidote. Uh, I'm not sure whose record this is because there's seven, six people here, but Sorte Music by John Finbury. Uh, there's a bunch of people. V- Vitor Gonzalez, John Patitucci, Chico Pinero, Rogerio Boccato, Deduco de Fonseca, some great percussionists. Uh, jazz and Center Orchestra, A Night with Ruben Bl- uh, Blades, use the American pronunciation. And then Caribe, David Sanchez, and that Miguel Zenon record, Sonero. So all all good in their own way, I'm sure. I haven't heard I the David Sanchez. I think someone ones. like sent me a track one?
1: and was and said, Hey, listen to this, and then I didn't. Um not because I have anything against David Sanchez, just because <laughs> I Oops. forgot. Uh but this is an interesting category, I feel, because if we're going by the uh, fear that popularity is gonna win, um I think Yeah, I mean Checking you basically yeah. <laughs> but uh <laughs> It'll it'll be it'll be interesting for sure. I also haven't heard that the uh, the suerte uh, one either. Yeah, I've listened to some of the Miguel's. Yeah, I don't know the second one. Yeah, yeah, Man, I know. So I mean, it'll I really it'll know. be um, it'll be interesting to say the least. I don't know. This was it was also weird because at first I was like, oh hey look, Lincoln Center wasn't nominated for anything this year, and then I scrolled down, I was like, ah J K, here they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um okay, well before I forget, I want to jump to this other category cuz there's all those great performance related Grammys but then there's also more Grammys that are um for com- composition and arranging and it kind of goes across genres. Sometimes it's classical, sometimes it's jazz, sometimes it's movie music, it's kind of anything really. Right. It's a little bit right, right. wide, I suppose. Broad is the word I'm looking for, but we have Best Instrumental Composition uh, for a new composition. So we have Begin Again by Fred Hirsch, Crucible for Crisis by Brian Lynch, Love, A Beautiful Force by Vince Mendoza, and that's with Terrell Stafford and the Temple University Studio Orchestra. And then Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Symphonic Suite by John yeah, Williams. Uh, <laughs> I wonder who might win this category. And then Walkin' Funny, Christian McBride. Like all of these it's like jazz composers or <laughs> one of the greatest. Yeah, film I mean, this is gonna be
1: ever. that's nuts. And you know, there's someone who I'm just surprised is not in any of the arranging uh or composition stuff because like we're just you know, you brought this up, like jazz musicians composing. Here you go. Also, sorry, John Williams is probably going to win because Star Wars, but um, Terrence Blanchard isn't on. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. Oh, that's true. Right, and I don't know yeah, exactly I mean, he's when on before, his stuff yeah. came out, per se. Like, but I thought yeah, it could be, his it could be the wrong timing. Um, his soundtrack for. The Black Klansman was going to make the nominations if it wasn't the right timing. Um, but that's just oh, someone.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, it it might have been, but that might have been. After I that. don't know. It's just um, and maybe it was last year. Honestly, I don't keep track of this stuff at all. But that's just someone who's doing so much writing. Yeah, that to not see him on here, I'm surprised. I'm sure next year he'll make it up and be nominated for like seven different categories or something. Um, but it's I don't know. This is tough. Right? I, I'm gonna like <laughs> honestly, John Williams is probably gonna win this category again because Star Wars. Um, yeah, yeah. but see, it's <laughs> not because Star then Wars.
0: he, I mean, this is legacy, but that's what happens sometimes in these things is people be like, Oh, what should I vote for? And they're like, right, Oh, John, right, Williams. right. duh. Um, and will just vote for him.
1: So you know? I don't know. I'm, um, I was surprised that this record even got recognized. Though it was like the Vince Mendez one, um, with the Temple University Studio Orchestra.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I listened to the album. I don't it wasn't bad that.
1: by any means. I was just yeah. surprised that it's gotten as much uh, traction as it did. You know.
0: Oh so. yeah. No, I agree. It's interesting. There's another record I saw that the Juilliard Jazz Orchestra was on. From it's in maybe one of the classical categories. It was like a my, my friend James Burton, he posted it because it was when he was directing the band. So it was like after I was there, but I was like, oh, that's yeah, odd. They did, uh, just like a Burmel, college Jazz Ensemble Burmel, Migration Series for Jazz category. Ensemble and
1: Orchestra. Oh, went Marce- Oh, yeah, I which know. also in that category, I, I wonder about. who's going to win this this is completely off topic cuz we're talking about jazz but winton's uh violin is on here it's it's actually like oh, really good. Um, good which is uh yeah um, it's, it's very I mean classical, it's classical it like you know but like it definitely i think has more um influence yeah. but like it's it's certainly i don't think i wouldn't call it like a jazz sure. piece for orchestra you know um but that's that's really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, didn't even notice that. Probably would have never noticed that if you just uh, mentioned that now. So, thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, see, you can dig oh, through there's this just a lot and find
1: a lot of things. But back to jazz. Back to jazz. Uh, okay.
0: So, oh, now I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of going through this. So the next category is best arrangement, instrumental or a cappella. So again. There's some jazz people in here. a so Vince Mendoza for again for Love of Beautiful Force. Uh Jacob Collier. If Jacob Collier Moon does River, not win that competition, like I'm gonna be disappointed. I don't
1: know who this guy is. <laughs> Have you listened to that one? Okay, <laughs> stop. stop. It's but that yeah, one is like so Sorry. I'm not good a huge fan <laughs> compared to everything else. Like a lot of his stuff, I agree with you, is like really overwhelming. Um
0: I, it just, to me it's just like it's like an ice cream sundae with like when you go and get all the toppings it's like everything you know what I mean like it's it's all the flavors you, like, I want but just sit a in a dark room
1: <laughs> for me
0: but I, he's killing right. he's amazing
1: he's amazing man. but he's see that am- one is he's very just, different sense of I can't overwhelming do which does. I'm more okay with that overwhelming normally it's overwhelming in the sense of like here's a thousand moving parts and it looks like of this really yeah. expensive clock with like everything moving at the same time this one is just like hey let me give you 11 like your, note like chord voicings and just listen to sound. Hit you. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, overtones, baby. Uh, so the other people in that category, not to leave them out, uh, Emilio, Emilio Sala from the Emilio Sala Tango Jazz Orchestra. I don't know that at all. Um, Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. Here, a little more Harry Potter action. <laughs> So that's interesting. He's up against himself. Star Wars versus Harry Potter. I wonder how that plays out. (laughs) Um, And then Blue Skies, uh, Chris Bowers. I guess it's an arrangement. Yeah. So I guess I think that must be from that Green Book movie. So just a solo piano arrangement. But Chris is, I was, he
1: was at Juilliard with me. Which was was weird about that category. Is that they're comparing. It's like, it's the differences between category 63 and 64. Because category 63 is either instrumental or it's a cappella. So it's either instrument by itself or voice by itself. And they're in the same category. And then the next one is for the two combined together. Which is just nuts for me that you're comparing. Right. Arrangement. Voice and instrumental arrangements. Because it's nothing against the voice. But there's so much of a variety of orchestration that you can do with instruments that the voice for the most part just can't do because you, you know, there's limitations. Okay. I I agree with that. But for the most part, most people cannot do. Okay. (laughs) So I I don't know. That's just, yeah, that's interesting. All right. Well, the last category we're going to talk about
0: here, let's zip through this one here. Best arrangement, instruments and vocals all night long. Jacob Collier with take six in the metropole orchestra jolene jeffrey keezer from that sarah Gazarek album marry me a little from your favorite vocalist cyril ame uh another vince mendoza arrangement this time over the rainbow for trisha yearwood and esperanza's here too so 12 little spells so um that's her own tune too which is kind of cool uh so anyway, there's, that's kind of all the the gist of all the jazz stuff on here. But, you know, there's other categories that people don't talk about. Sometimes people get um, nominated for that are jazz related. I don't see any in the historical or the album notes this time. Or in the packaging.
1: I didn't even know there was section, the packaging section.
0: Production, producer, non Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there's a lot more when I went to the Grammys when I was in high school for the Grammy band, there was like even more categories than there are now. Cause I remember, I just remember sitting there and like Bill Clinton was nominated for a spoken word (laughs) album. And I was like, Oh, when's uh, a violin concerto got also
1: nominated for best classical instrumental solo. But I guess technically that would be the violinist there. There you go. The violinist. Yeah.
0: So anyway, Those later ones we just talked about, those arrangements are not on the playlist, but all of the jazz stuff is on our playlist uh, on Outside in Music, Spotify, and you can see, you know, we started, if you hadn't checked it out, we started um, putting out a New Jazz Monday playlist because I'm always surfing through Spotify and they they do not make it easy to find the new stuff that's coming out. So we're trying to make it a little easier for us to see the new stuff and also... If you're interested, if you want to check that out, new Jazz Monday playlist. I know there's a lot of playlists, but uh, it's kind of the way people find music these days, I think. So that's why we have so many playlists happening lately. But uh, yeah, so if you're a voting <laughs> member, please vote for our friends and vote for uh, Terraza Seven so that we can have a Grammy <laughs> at Outside in Music. But no, seriously, um, there's not probably that many people that are listening are actually voting members. But uh, if you want to check those those out it would be super cool uh january 26th is the grammys um so tune in for who wins after afterwards i'm sure we maybe we'll have a some kind of brief return to this topic but uh yeah so playlists for, uh, playlists podcasts for outside of music are going from monday to wednesday so if you are a dedicated follower, we'll have to adjust your listening schedule to Wednesday. But uh, otherwise, we'll catch you really soon on another podcast. Have a great Thanksgiving. If you're in here in the US, or else we'll catch you uh, next time.